helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Each year, millions of adults complain of headaches and pressure around the eyes. Could it be chronic sinusitis? My guest today is Dr. Giant Lin. He's a rhinologist specializing in sinus disorders with Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lin. What is chronic sinusitis? First of all, thanks for having me on the show. Very happy to be here. Um, chronic sinusitis is uh, really a, it's not one single disorder. It's the end pathway of many types of um, diseases that can lead to inflammation within your nose or sinuses. It's, um, many criteria are out there to diagnose um, chronic sinusitis, but um, basically, if there's any inflam- infl- inflammation within your nose and you're symptomatic from it, that's that's chronic sinusitis. Chronic sinusitis. Generally, you need to have symptoms for 12 weeks for it to be considered considered chronic. However, so it's always good to keep that in mind. So that would have been my next question: Is how long does someone have to have these symptoms? And what are some red flags you really want them to keep an eye on to send them to an ENT or rhinologist such as yourself? Well, chronic sinusitis is defined as symptoms for greater than 12 weeks. I think many of us have colds or uh, much shorter duration symptoms with our nose. But if it's more than 12 weeks, I think that warrants an ENT evaluation. Chronic sinus can be of many types. um, And the symptoms that we usually look for is uh, facial pain, pressure, and more specifically, the reduction in the sense of smell. I would say that loss of sense of smell, even a mild or small amount of loss in your ability to smell is a very specific um, specific uh, symptom that um, makes chronic sinusitis a more likely diagnosis. If someone does come to you, how do you diagnose this? And then what's the first line of defense? Well, the first, di- uh, the first part of any good ENT or rhinology evaluation is clinical history, of course. So I always start with talking to the patient, and um, I see what symptoms they have. Um, I look for, again, loss of smell, facial pain, pressure, trouble breathing from your nose, congestion, nasal blockage, and then after having obtained a good history, I move on to a physical exam portion. Oftentimes, this includes an endoscopy for me to evaluate whether you have nasal polyps or if you have infection. Um, this leads me to my next point where I, uh, sinusitis is many different diseases. So the first step is to tell whether this is sinusitis from nasal polyps, whether it's from allergies, is this infection, and so forth. Um, and after that, uh, with a good thorough evaluation, we can come up with a good treatment plan. People, many people assume that it's right away an infection and that they need antibiotics. What do you tell them when they ask you about that? I tell them that in the beginning, um, let's say it, it, I think a lot of it depends on your uh, length of symptoms and duration of symptoms. It's very difficult in an initial phase to tell whether you have a bacterial sinus infection, whether you have allergies, whether you have a cold or viral rhinosinusitis. That's very difficult to tell. I think anything that's less than 10 days, usually, unless the patient has a strong history of chronic sinusitis, if it's anything less than 10 days, we usually assume that it's viral. If it's more than 10 days, that's when I start to consider antibiotics for use, especially if I see any purulence or any infection on my examination. 
So then you'll consider antibiotics, and then what else will go on with the patient? What are some other things that they can try, and are there any over-the-counter medications that might work for this as well? Yes, that's a very good question. Um, Antibiotics is definitely a mainstay of treatment for bacterial sinusitis, meaning that sinus infection is coming from um, bacteria that's invading or um, present or brewing inside the sinuses. Um, oftentimes, the bacteria will cause inflammation within the nose and swelling within the mucosa that makes your sinuses unable to drain. Oftentimes, we give steroids, which is a very powerful decongestant in the short term to help your sinuses drain. In addition, we give saline rinses to your nose so that you can help your nose along uh, with, in regards to this drainage pathway. Some of the over-counter uh, medicines um, are very helpful as well. In recent recent years, many of the nasal steroid, topical steroids have become over-the-counter. In fact, Flonase, Rhinocort, and Nasacort, which all used to be prescription only, those are all over-the-counter. Those can all be helpful as a decongestant um, and to decrease inflammation in your nose when you have um, um, any sinus infection. And the other uh, medicines such as Mucinex, um, and uh, allergy medicine can also be of help and of benefit for any sinus infection, depending on the etiology of your sinusitis. And you mentioned nasal irrigation. What do you want people to know about that? Neti pots, they see a lot of things in the media or at you know the pharmacy. What are they supposed to do with those? How often? It's not a very comfortable thing to do. No, it is not very comfortable, but uh, init- initially I think... Um, there's always some reticence to get started, but I would say that many of the patients who get who start using it tell me that it's actually is very comfortable and it's very soothing to use once you get used to it. Um, the trick is to make sure that what you're irrigating with is the same salt concentration as your body, so we call it isotonic. Remember that when you put, if let's say you put your eyes in regular water, now that's going to sting, but there are these things called saline pools or um, pools where the water is the same concentration as, um, as um, uh, same salt concentration as your blood. And in these pools, you can actually open your eyes wide open without any pain. Same thing goes for your sinuses. If you're able to irrigate and rinse with water that's the same concentration of salt as your body, then that doesn't sting or hurt at all. In fact, many people find it soothing, and I feel that it helps patients along by um, helping rinse out or remove any irritants, allergens, infection, or purulence that may be in the nose. Because we, knew, we do know from studies that when you have an infection, whether that be viral or bacterial, your, your, your body and your sinuses' uh, ability to clear the mucus out of itself is much decreased. So it's sort of like giving your sinuses a shower, as it were. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. You're kind of helping it along because it can't... It's kind of a, you're, you're, you're converting a slow-flowing river into a fast-flowing river. And we know that um, from experience that slow-flowing rivers tend to be mucky, dirty. But, you know, if you, if you think about the rivers you see, fast-flowing rivers tend to be very clean. Um, and Dr. Lin, if allergies are contributing to your sinusitis, is immunotherapy something that you might look at? Absolutely. Um, now, not everybody is an immunotherapy candidate. That requires a thorough exam and visit with one of our allergists. 
Um, but immunotherapy can definitely be helpful if allergy is found to be a significant or the main cause of your sinus infections because we do know that allergies can cause mucosal swelling. And if this is the driver of your sinus inflammation, it can definitely be a benefit. Now, we can talk about nasal polyps as well. Nasal polyps, oftentimes um, patients with nasal polyps will have um, immune or immunologic drivers that's um, tr- contributing to nasal polyp formation. And there's a specific pathway in, in the um, um, in specific allergic inflammatory type pathway that drives this type of inflammation and nasal polyp growth. Studies show that with appropriate patients and appropriate immunotherapy, we can reverse that pathway and hopefully decrease the um, chances of regrowth of nasal polyps in, sinus, in, in chronic sinusitis. If it's a recurrent infection, then what do you tell people about dealing with that? Recurrent infections can be of many etiologies. I think that um, patients with recurrent infections uh, warrant a thorough examination, both by endoscopy, um, clinical history, and sometimes a CAT scan. Recurrent infections can be from anatomic factors. Oftentimes, we need a CAT scan or a good physical exam to diagnose what type of anatomic factors or narrowing of the sinuses that's leading to the recurrent infection. Recurrent infection can be also from nasal polyps. And these polyps um, block the drainage pathway of the sinuses. And treating the nasal polyps in that case is really the mainstay of therapy uh, for these uh, patients with nasal polyps and recurrent infections. And there are some patients with immunologic disorders or um, immunodeficiencies that um, can have recurrent infections. So in this case, really, um, really um, increasing your, ster- uh, your, your immune defense system um, and um, finding, you, finding out why you have immunodeficiency is the mainstay of a treatment. So many types of inflammation can occur, and I think the key is to find out the, the etiology of the underlying inflammation of your sinuses. Might there ever be a time when surgical intervention is necessary? Absolutely. Surgical intervention is perhaps the, at least the, it's probably the best um, treatment option for patients with severe disease, but it is not for everyone. Usually surgery is offered um, only after medical therapy has failed. And when I say I failed, I mean you've, you've had to have failed multiple rounds of maximal medical management. This includes steroids, whether or, that be oral, topical, nasal, um, antibiotics, treatment or evaluation of allergies. Surgery, in my opinion, is very helpful in severe cases because it gives both the surgeon, the physician, as well as the patient, a new treatment modality. In addition to removal of any disease, clearing of any infection, surgery lets us open up the sinuses in such a way that your nasal irrigations um, can really reach the sinuses and reach where the inflammation um, and polyps are forming. So it gives us the ability to use topical irrigations and medicated irrigations um, to treat your sinus infection or sinus polyps or inflammation whatever may be um, the cause of, or cause or driver of your chronic sinusitis. So in just the last few minutes, give your best advice for people that have some of these symptoms and red flags we've been discussing, what you really want them to know about chronic sinusitis and why they should come to Summit Medical Group for their care. Well, I think chronic sinusitis is um, a very complex disease. Um, again, there is not a single common pathophysiology for 
chronic sinusitis. Thus, I think a um, accurate treatment and diagnosis is paramount, and we know that leads to better outcomes. Um, for patients, I would say that if you have symptoms for more than three months, um, that seems to not get better with antibiotics. Um, if you have trouble breathing from your nose or if you have trouble um, with your sense of smell, then I think those are very specific signs um, that I think you may um, you may benefit from evaluation from your nose and throat physician or a rhinologist um, like myself. Here at Soma Medical Group, we've really combined the um, treatment of chronic sinusitis um, um, kind of bringing in the best of both worlds. We, the allergist and the ear, nose, and throat doctor work uh, hand-in-hand, and um, I think um, as physicians, the allergists are better at treating medical things, and at as ENT surgeons, we're better at treating surgical things, and here we really combine the best world, both, both, the world, both worlds by having the patient's oftentimes see both the allergist and the urinose and throat doctor if that's what they need. Um, we're at the cutting edge of um, um, using newest technology to treat chronic sinusitis. We use image-guided surgery or a GPS um, of your head to do surgery if, that's, decide, if, if um, that's decided to be the best mode of treatment. Uh, we're also involved in clinical research. Uh, we're very active in... Um, in new studies of using um, drug-eluting stents to shrink polyps and in-office treatment of um, sinusitis using new technology. And um, I think down the line, that's going to bring us to a point where we have to do surgery um, less frequently, which is going to be our goal. Um, our allergy colleagues also have um, are very active in doing research in um, um, using um, um, anti-IL-4, IL-5, IL-13 agents, as well as treatment of um, patients of, with, with high levels of allergies and uh, immunoglobulin type E. Um, they were very active in um, clinical studies to improve patient care. Um, and, you know, we, 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 I think we approach things from a comprehensive um, standpoint, and that's going to lead to better patient outcomes. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's great information. You're listening to SMG Radio, and for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Call. Thanks so much for listening.